I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Is it Glasgow you're still based? Aye, aye. Where about are you in uh, Glasgow? Uh, I'm in Denmark. In- uh, Glasgow, uh, East End of Glasgow. Okay, I know where you are. I used to stay like, you know, Town Head. All oh, right, aye. I just lived at the Tenants Factory. The studio that we had as well was up at just near Town Head as well. Is that where you did most of the record? Aye, aye. Aye, we did most of the record there, aye. We've done a lot of the, the, the stuff like the drums and all that. And, and then vocals, vocals, I'd done vocals in the studio at, at, up there, or I was, I'd be doing vocals in Stockholm or Glasgow, wherever really, do you know what I mean? I was always the bag man making this album. I was always wanting a bit with like a bag on me, a big bag with like wires <laughs> and microphones and all that and it was just always just a big heavy bag. That's my memories for making this album, you know what I mean? Is that the bag you left on the subway? No, that was a different, that was a laptop. <laughs> that was one of these, it was, it was a, a laptop case that my mad got us and it was a, it was a, a, I really liked that laptop hanging up, you just threw it on your shoulder and then I, I left it on the the bloody subway, and as soon as I got off, I said, I was, I said to the the guy at the counter in the train station, uh, and he he phoned up the train straight away. And this is like five at five in the morning, right? And it's like there was nobody on the. I've never seen anybody on the, the subway at that time, and it was like uh, the guy was just like, "No, it's gone." I was like, "All right, fuck it." Uh, the guy probably did, it. it would just be the guy that probably walks on the train, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, and. Uh, I was just obviously just bothered because I didn't think that I'd had any of the demos. It just the only reason I had most of the songs was because they auto saved onto a hard drive, and I, I never knew about that. I only knew that they'd auto saved. So, so then I was able to get the the demos back because although I wrote songs and I, I demoed them and I recorded them, but you kind of to to remember all the details. Quite, I, I don't really, I wouldn't remember all the details kind of thing. You know what I mean? Or what was in the songs and stuff like that. Uh, you would maybe think you would, but there's probably there'd been a lot of things that I would have, I would have forgot about. You know what I mean? 
It's just because there's little bits that come out in the process, isn't it? Like you don't plan I, them, they just I, come out spontaneously. And there was some bits that I've not recorded. I never really, I, I never really stopped to to calculate exactly why both of the bits worked together, uh, or what every uh, or what every note was. You know, at the time when I recorded it, I would have kn- known kind of what was happening. But then maybe like some like a, a year and a half later, then. You know, what I mean, and the thing is, then you would, I had, I had all the songs, I had the demos, like just, like the actual songs of the demos, but no the actual session, which is normally the way that I would do it. I would record them, like maybe the different parts, and then be able to, like, reference the, the individual parts. Instead of just listening to the song, trying to work out what the bass is playing. You know what I mean? Uh, so I, I was able to get them back, it was all, it was, it was fine. How, uh, how far into the process was this? What were we kind of talking like time frame? Uh, this happens? was probably that was quite a good. It was it was I think it, it must have been a good two years, three years, and yeah, I maybe not even that actually. Maybe about a year and a half or something. Okay, so this is kind of like 2014, 2015 time. Aye, yeah, aye, because the the laptop that I I've got the now that's that's from late two thousand and fourteen, so it must have been about. I run about then. Yeah, it's interesting because I was reading an interview with you from 2015, and you were kind of speaking about how some of the songs that have popped up on the, popped up on this record, you were playing them live, and you, I mm-hmm. this interview was in the summer, and you were saying you're hoping to have the album out by November. But year was this? Kind of fi- 2015, oh, six years ago. God. And do you know what? <laughs> the funny thing I see in my mind, it's like in my mind that that's what I thought. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I think that, that I, I know that I'm really, really bad at whatever I think I can do in five minutes. It's like totally unrealistic. And the times that I've been late for things, late for people, and I'm trying to be better at it. But because it's, I know that I'm, I know that I'm really crap with things like that. And I, but I've been trying over the years to to sort of uh, get better at it. And there's a, even with making this album, be engineering it and recording it myself, there is a different responsibility to, you know, leave your laptop on a subway and all that. Before, <laughs> before uh, the thing is, before I would do that, it's like we were flying to like Los Angeles to Japan. I'd leave my laptop in the, the hotel room and then it will just appear in Japan. And that, that way it goes. But when you're recording and engineering an album, that's not how it goes. That it's more just like you've just got to make it. If you know what I mean, something doesn't work. If something breaks, there's not just like the hotline that you phone up that fixes everything. It's like you, you need to figure it out yourself. You need to find out. You need to get the thing back. You need to whatever it is. And there, there's a lot of things like things break quite a lot, which I've realised as well. Making this, you know what I mean. And I, but I, I knew that that wasn't what I was really uh, that I knew a lot about, and I knew that that I've had a lot of help through the years probably like working studios with different people doing things but I just had to each step of the way just be responsible for each step of the way basically and it was just an instinctive thing and probably an instinctive thing that can really make a lot of it probably makes sense to be under uh, management and that but I mean nobody nobody said like I'm happy you need to do it this other way nobody ever Everybody just sort of uh, supported in a way, you know what I mean? So for that, I appreciate that, you know what I mean? And it's, it's not something that I would enjoy, but, and it's not something that I would enjoy, like, feeling like, you know what I mean, you're holding people back, you know, 
but it's like weird because it's like you've got that on one side you've got the the guilt you're holding people like and then but then another side you've got another voice telling you it's not an option because anything anything that is led you know i mean song wise or anything else is always led by instinct and although you want everybody to get the the things that they want the, the way that they want it but and the other on the other hand it's it's not really it doesn't really feel like it's up to me to actually to do it that way or not because it's not it's not really when it comes down to instinct it's not really a choice and have that same template and have that same sort of approach that was that was going to just give everybody the, the, like you know what i mean the way that they thought that they wanted it then the songs would be the songs wouldn't be what they were i don't think you know what i mean it it's cause, just because it's it's a lot it's just led by instinct and when it's led by instinct like that then yes it won't be the most conventional way or it won't be the most at times probably convenient way i mean even when i first wrote the songs like daddy's gone and geraldine i mean to know some people know of the song and that it's a normal thing but when i first wrote them and singing them the way that i sang and all that it really wasn't it and it was like quite a mad i think it was quite a mad idea to anybody the, the few people that knew it, the few people that knew me, and I think that's the way it can seem a lot of the time. You know, what I mean, it, if, especially in the first steps that you're doing something, if, if it's something, if it's a different way that you're doing it, uh, or if it's a new thing, it can probably it's it's the people that have connected with the stuff, and it's in time that that sort of applies a sort of a, any any sort of a no. I'm not mean their songs being legendary. I don't mean that, but I just mean in any legend that is applied to it, and it, it's in time that it kind of happens. And but at the beginning, it is no such an exotic thing. You know what I mean? But they could have been totally impatient and just been like, "Fuck this, man! Why is it no fight? We need to do it a different way." And it could have just been like, uh, I don't know, like panic and just being like, and I don't, I don't know. Maybe I would have been like that if I was in their position. Maybe I wouldn't have as, as been as patient. I don't know, but the thing is, but I don't know if maybe they understand the way that I am. I, I think that, and I don't probably like to say it, but I think I probably do rely on their belief. I probably rely on it a lot more than maybe they, what they know, but or maybe not. Maybe they do know. It's almost like you need that support network around you in order to have that conviction in your instinct. I and to have the strength to see it through, to have the, you know what I mean, to, if, if it was always like, you know, if they were always sort of a, like fighting the, against the tide, can I hang it with me and the, the songs? I don't think I would have. I don't think I'd be strong enough. I think to 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 to, to, to see it through. I, I I could say that because it's it's all right when I'm sitting here and I've finished. But if I really think back to when you're in the middle of the thing and you don't know when you're going to be finished and it's all the uncertainty and you're probably struggling with like certain aspects of making it. You know, I mean, there's certain things about the, as I was talking about earlier, with the, the sort of uh, the maintenance, uh, like the, the, the files and the sessions and the whole, the different responsibility that is quite overwhelming in a way that probably just makes you feel just quite exhausted kind of thing. And, and I think that in, like then, when you're at that point and then if somebody comes in with, fuck this, it's no working. You know, I mean, I don't know if I would have the strength to, to keep... To see it through, basically, you know what I mean. I'm quite proud that, like, no matter, you know, there's a certain part of it, but you can't tell if anything that you do is like it just feels right, or if it or it doesn't feel right, you know what I mean. So when you've finished the thing, then that's when it feels right. 
but to measure the like, quality in a song, it, it, it really is impossible because it depends on who's listening to it and all that and their taste. Are. But but to actually work on something for that long and I never doubted at any point making it like that I should carry on or stop or whatever. That was never an, an option that entered into my mind or anything like that. It was. I know that I always sort of did approach it with some sort of a, I don't know, like uh, optimism or the same spirit or whatever. Uh, but there was times along the way where I, where I, where I did probably, no, no, like I didn't doubt myself and like some clear voice came into my head saying, James, you doubt yourself right now. It wasn't that clear. It's just like, you know what I mean? Doubt is an underlying feeling that you get in your stomach that it's quite hard to apply the title doubt to it. It's just like some feeling that you probably get in your stomach that makes you feel quite heavy, that makes you maybe feel a bit like you've not got the same uh, strength or whatever. But I don't know if it's just the way that I am. It's just like, I don't know if, like, I don't know how, basically, but along the way, that I, I've never was a question of, you know what I mean? Like, right, I'm going to stop or I'm going to have to do it a different way. There was times along the way where I probably felt heavier than other times, you know what I mean? And then now that it's done, it's like I never knew that how different my life would feel, basically, because when you're an artist, you're, you're totally... I'm, I'm such an overdramatic artist that, that basically is probably doing something for you. And, but in my mind, and when, when I'm doing it, it's like it, until the work's complete and that it, it, everything's balanced, everything feels right, then it's like like everyday life is like and when you're walking the street, everything seems sort of a, it's like it's on its side or something. And I know that there's more important things going on in the world, and I know there is more important things for me to probably be consumed by, you know what I mean, anxiety-wise and all that, but it's probably just, maybe it's just a part of the, the way that I'm, but I know that that has been quite overdramatic, you know what I mean? Um, but that's that's just the way that I, that, I think that's just the way that I'm really, do you know what I mean? And then, so for obviously that being quite unresolved for that long, then when that is, it, because it's basically like, I hate open doors, like but when I grew up, my mum would always say, shut that door. And I think now that I've grew up, now that I've grew up, I, I hate the door being open, and I hate that. I hate that if if there's ever been something, if somebody was ever mad at me, if somebody, if I'd hurt anybody's feelings or whatever, and if they wouldn't talk to me, I, I hate things being unresolved. You know what I mean? I hate things not being uh, just basically resolved. You know what I mean? So I think that for with this record, I, I think I, I probably get used to the that uh, to that feeling of a balance, everything just being a bit like no right, you know what I mean? And that although it never made it easier at that, but I think that I kind of get used to that was the way things were. So then when I was finished the album, then I was I was like, why does why does everything feel different? Why does everything look different? Why does everything? And I, I, when I thought about it, then it was quite obvious to me that that was that was why. But it's funny how how little I know myself, to, I wouldn't actually know. I wouldn't actually know these things until I really, really, really question them a lot <laughs> when it's quite obvious things, you know what I mean? Is that probably what fuels you to keep making music as well? This idea of questioning things and not quite knowing yourself and trying to explore that further? Probably. I mean, 
that it's, it's, it's maybe sort of things like that. I've probably not really worked it out exactly why. I, I was thinking, I've, I don't really think about it a lot, maybe I should, but I was actually thinking about it the other day for some reason. And, and I, I've probably thinking about like, um, look, why? Why, why, why would, why would I be in a band? Why would I be a songwriter? And why would I write the words? Why would I write the words that I write? Why would I sing the way that I sing? And maybe a part of it is like, uh, that you, for some reason, feel like there's a reason why or a purpose for you actually uh, expressing the thoughts that you've got, and and this is a way that you're going to express them is going to be in in songs and being in a band, basically. And I don't really know exactly. I I I, I don't know the, the real exact reason or whatever. I probably never will, but it's basically like I guess when you're maybe singing in a band. Whether there's anybody there, whether you're just in a practice room or whatever, there's a part of it that you it maybe feels like you, there's something that is it's inside and then it's outside. You know what I mean when you sing it. There's something about it that makes you feel. I, I don't know how it makes you feel. Does it? Because it doesn't. It's not like it makes you feel jolly. More like when you've maybe just had a bath. It just makes you feel quite like uh, clean or something. Whatever the the thoughts are, it's there's some there's some water being poured onto the, you know what I mean? You've you've poured the bucket of water onto the wee fire, that that was, you know what I mean? And it died. The fire just sort of just goes dims right down, and it feels like, I guess it just feels like calm. That's the, the way it feels. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't know why that is. I mean, the thing is, I was talking earlier on saying that when when I first wrote the songs, that you. You can't really. I could never ever choose to to have the songs be in any particular way or to be a certain like you know. I, I never thought, oh well, nobody's ever wrote a song about a social worker, so I'm going to be the first to do that or whatever. It's like I thought I was just writing songs like I was just going to be in a band and we were just going to be the same as like Oasis, and that's what I thought we were because when it's you, when you look in the mirror, it's like it's you. So there's a certain there's a certain um, perspective that you don't have because you've only got this angle of yourself. You know, you've only it's like arms length away. It's like you you don't really know what you are, and which you would think that that would be the most obvious thing to know who you are and know what, exactly what you are. But a lot of the time, it's like it's quite a mystery. You know what I mean? And um, but who who we are? And I'm sure that it's not just getting people in bands. I'm sure that it's just anybody. There's a certain part of it where you don't understand or you're, you're strange to yourself, you know what I mean? And, like, it's it's a gradual sort of a understanding of yourself as, as you're going along. So I think with the songs and stuff as well, it's like, as I said, I, I just thought we'll just be like Oasis and we'll just have the songs like Oasis have got the songs and that's what I thought. I never, you know what I mean? If I, I never, you can't, I couldn't, if I, I would have probably have chosen ABBA's songs or I would have probably have chosen the Bee Gees songs or something like that, but then this was just, it's almost like this was the hand that I was dealt, you know what I mean? It was like these songs, and I, I thought we would just be Oasis, but more, more like Roy Orbison, you know what I mean? But I never knew that, and it was near a choice. <laughs> I think as well, because so many of your songs come from like direct experiences, like, um, you know, like Glasshouse and the new album, like you can't foresee that happening, that's just something that happens to you, and then you kind of deal with it through uh, the songwriting mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. 
it's basically your circumstances and your circumstances, your surroundings, and then the choices that you make uh, is to some degree there must be a choice made because you know I know that most people would probably see, for example, over Glasshouse, see the girl, and and most people would probably uh, feel the same feeling. You know what I mean? If you see anybody in a certain position, whether it's wealth or whether it's the opposite, then you, you, everybody would have a certain feeling that would would, uh, would 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 go along with that. The, the the part that is probably I'm a bit of a weirdo, you know what I mean? Then when I get home and I start to, I, I I don't think to myself I want to imagine a glass house. Uh, to me, actually, I, 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 it takes me sometimes. You know what I mean? Most other people would probably have the brains or have the sense to think, why am I thinking about a glass house? Whereas I don't. I just imagine a glass house and don't question it. And then I'm in a sort of a, a daydream about that. And then I, I start to, it's like you're hypnotised in a way of you're, you're in a, it's like you're in a different, your mind's in a different room or whatever. And it, then you look at the paper that you've got in front of you and there's ink on the paper. Uh, you've got the words. And this is what you've been sitting I'm like sort of a thinking about for the last hour, half an hour or whatever it is. So I think most people would feel the feeling, but then maybe they don't get in the house and be a weirdo about it and you know what I mean? Whereas that's that's the kinda of, that's the kind of weirdo that I am, you know what I mean? I guess and that it's just part of my personality as well that maybe I should question more things like that and maybe I would maybe I would never have been in a band though as well, you know what I mean? Maybe I would have been like maybe thinking about things more logically, you know what I mean? And I guess logic has probably never been my strong point or it's never really been a big part of my sort of a path that I've uh, went down, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there's a, a Bob Dylan quote as well where he says that intellect is the enemy of creativity and this idea that as soon as you begin to try and unpack it and analyse it and see why it's working, it kind of falls apart a bit and it becomes less genuine and less authentic. Well, it's a good job then, and I've not got the brains to do that. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, sometimes it's what you've not got that saves you. I, I, I mean, well, that's, I'm glad that he said that then because, uh, because then that means I'll, I'll probably be all right then. You know what I mean? I mean, it's probably what makes your songwriting so raw. The fact that it just comes out is coming from a very true... I, spe- I mean, did you write that Glasshouse song as, like directly after that experience? Was it written on the same night? Aye. Wow, okay, yeah. So it's pretty much you're just tapping into that emotion straight away. Aye, um, and, uh, and normally I don't think it would, normally it wouldn't be as instant like that. It's, it's like, I'd say maybe 20% or not even that at the time. It's, I, I think it's more just like, I, I would like think about it as like in an order. So like, right, you're having this conversation. So this is maybe the, the this is the first thought that we've got, you're asking questions not, but then there's probably something that's happened with you over the last couple of days, whether it could be something funny, something somebody said, it could be something shocking, it could be something you're worried about, and it's like the second thought that you've got, and then the third thought like a like a, like a, a cue, a cue of thoughts kind of thing, and I think that normally the way it is, it's like maybe you know, the, the something that is always the first or second thought, but it's the ones that's like maybe first, second, third, and then they go back to second, and then the third thought, and then the fourth, and then the third, and they just stay in that near the front of the queue. And then it normally, without you really realising, whenever 
you know what I mean? It's just time and time's right, and then it, it, it just will sort of uh, uh, begin a song, really. And that's most of the time the, the way it is. But for that song, it was, uh, it was just it was quicker. Was that how it worked for Stay Lit? Because it's similar to Glasses in the way that you've kind of got this imagery at the centre of it, of, you know, keeping a candle alight. Was that something that more came from the process you're speaking about there, where it's coming from like a subconscious place? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, funny thing is, I think State Lit was the song that I wrote after Glasshouse and and the order of writing them. So maybe there maybe there could be truth in that. I'm I'm not really too sure, but um, ah maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, it's interesting to think about. I mean, the lyrics in that one are a little bit more kind of more general, circulating around like a feeling as opposed to direct experience. Yep, I yep. Totally. But they're mad, mad little songs when I start to think about them. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I, I don't, I think when I'm ma- writing, when I'm making the album, there's not that part of it that you're thinking about that isn't directly what's at the heart of the song. It could be like, as I was saying earlier, it could be that something like you've maybe got something that's broken, you need to fix it and all that to actually record whatever the part is and all that. But then when I'm doing the interviews and stuff like that, then you're more like kind of ask questions that are directly related to what's at the heart of the songs. And these are the times where you're, you actually figure you figure out like a lot of things about the songs. There's things that I probably, there's probably something, even if it's a big or small thing, that I, would, I wouldn't have known before this interview. After the interview, then I actually would uh, learn, you know what I mean? It's quite bizarre. I don't know if you know that, but for but that's 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 the way it is for me anyway. When I do these interviews, I, I think especially as well naturally when it's the when you've not been uh, been doing interviews about the thing for maybe a year, that it's more recent. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of questions that you don't ask yourself specifically the way that you you ask. You know what I mean? So that, that's how you sort of do. It's interesting for for me because. I'm sort of a figuring out the reasons as as we're talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. What questions do you ask yourself when you're working on the album? I think I think I think you would ask yourself questions, but I think that it's probably it's just not specific. It's probably just like it's just like a a feeling or that you 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 sort of a. It's probably more based on different feelings. You know what I mean? Well. Maybe it's specific. I don't really know. I don't really know. Uh, what questions would that? I, I think the kind of questions that you would ask yourself is like, it's more like general. Like, it's more like you're, you you would be asking, you're asking the idea. Is this how you want to be? The idea will say yeah, or it'll say no. And then if it says yeah, then you, you keep trying to like follow the idea. To where it was wanting to go, and if it says no, you're, then you need to try and listen to the idea and and understand why or how, and then eventually, I think you get to a point where, and obviously it was a lot longer with this this time, but you get to a point where everything just feels quite still and everything feels complete, and it's just a feeling that you get, and at that point, then it's like the doors closed and. The, the things resolved basically you know what I mean I think it's more it's it's more things like that it's more like uh, no specific yeah just very emotionally driven very feeling driven I I just I feeling driven it's more like uh, it's just a, a feeling that's that you're trying to follow 
At what point in the process did the two parked car interludes come into the record and how did they impact the feeling you got from the thing as a whole? They were songs that basically was was basically just live and it was basically Cupid Start Disco and I don't really know, I think it was again, it was a gradual thing where I knew that they were going to be separate things but, um, but for whatever reason I just wanted to um, start the, I mean when I wrote Dive I never I never had like the the part before died, but when I started recording it with the band, then right away I started uh, make, uh, making the uh, the intros kind of thing. But but then probably halfway through, then I started to um, think about how they would be like titled uh, because of the nature of the the two pieces. Then that's why I thought it should be titled uh, Part Car interior and exterior kind of thing it's funny because you have the you got the cycle sample in interior right yeah but it's the first one it's exterior that really reminds me of i know you're a big william friedkin fan yeah it kind of reminds me of the score for sorcerer the tangerine dream one do you know what i need to check out the, uh, the, the score and stuff like that I, 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 you know amazing that you know that it's amazing that i actually thought to sound it and was going freaking as well no, I, I know that Tangerine Dream's done that, and it's it's mad. I mean, how he's even got like the the the, the music, the, the way that he got the music, like to the Exorcist and all that. It's a quite interesting, interesting guy, you know what I mean? But, but I really need to get a proper listen to the uh, Tangerine Dream soundtrack. It's my well, other manager Dean as well. He was always telling me to listen to that. Uh, but so that's the, 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 there's something in that that reminded you of that, yeah. Yeah, just the kind of soundscape of it. Those kind of dark synthy textures and stuff. I'll need to get a closer listen. It's even now, it's like my mum will say to me, like, you know, um, watch this movie, I'll watch this. And then I watch it, and then my mum says, Did you the soundtrack for it or the score? And I was like, I never really noticed. And she's just like, You never noticed? It's like, Did you know, like, this part that done this? And then there was this bass part that, that I don't know if she called it bass, but. She was talking about the bass, you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, oh, I, I never noticed. So that's that's quite bad, isn't it? <laughs> that probably means the music's doing its job, though, because you don't want it to intrude too much when you're watching the film. You kind of just want it to be a part of it. I guess, I guess. I, I think that, that, that probably that because uh, I, like if I were to see, I've not seen Sorcerer like, so many times, so it's like, I think if I was to see a movie like, a couple of times, a few times, then I would probably be more like I would maybe under, I would get to know the the score on its own uh, separate from the movie you know what I mean um, as its own thing but yeah I guess yeah you're right I guess when did you get into Freakin? Uh, how did I get into Fre- Freakin? when I was making this album and how it was like in that in that time uh, I think it wasn't really that long ago. it was like maybe three maybe it was about three years ago maybe a bit more I, I know exactly where I, how I get into them. There was a video, there must have been something, I think I saw one the, you know, the uh, Nicholas Winding Refn, the di- director. Yeah, did like drive and only God forgives and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think there was something that was connected to him that maybe was or something. Maybe for like one of his movies, right? Or it was something that was a movie that was connected to Nicholas Winding Refn, I don't, do you know what, it was maybe, it could have been any, anything, it could have been probably, because I think Kenneth Anger 
it was probably it was something, and I think maybe that led me through. Like it was maybe a few videos later, it maybe just came up, and I knew who we were through. I'd never heard of him before, and there was a video that came on where he was interviewing William Friedkin, and uh, and I must have been like no actually listening. I wasn't like sitting down. And, I, I do that quite a lot, where I've just got something on at the side. I'm not really watching it a lot of the thing that I'm listening to it. And I think World Trade can say a couple of things. And it just made me, I was just like, what the fuck? And I, and I stopped. I, it must have took like him saying three things that was like, I thought was the first thing that I probably never, it never took me away from what I was doing. And then the second thing I started to, and then the third thing I was like, who is this fucking guy? And I turned around and I, 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 I watched, it was just him talking. And it was just him talking that that, that was that, that basically got me into him. It was the same painter called John Hoyland. It was basically, I had something on the side, this BBC documentary. About, and I, when I put it on, I just thought, because sometimes when I'm working that long, I'd be looking for something just to have on as noise in the, in the background, really, so that you don't feel as lonely when you're, when you're working on the thing. And uh, so... I put this on and I thought this the, the colour. I think it's like the it's like you know what I mean. Nineteen seventy nine September, and and it's like it looks really kind of like yellowy and orangey, and it's just like BBC, and it looks like this warehouse like in the seventies, and this BBC, and I, I, this is going to be terrible. And I just first never got up to turn it over, and then it's John Hoyland talking about like um, his process and. And it was like basically five days uh, the BBC filming him doing this uh, uh, abstract art. And it, it, it really did alter the way that, I, that I, I looked at things. And maybe, I don't even know if it altered. It basically kind of confirmed a lot of feelings, underlying feelings or questions that I, I hadn't really actually been able to answer. And that, with that kind of... He would, he wouldn't think it's wisdom, but for me, it was wisdom. You know, it was like it made it made it, things were clearer. You know what I mean? And things were more like the perspective or the point of view that I've got towards making music and stuff. And it just it, it, it really kind of blew my mind. You know what I mean? And it, with this guy, while we freaking, it was that same thing. Where it, it's just like I've not even seen any of this guy's movies that I know that I know about. Something in the guy that just, when he was talking, I just connected with him and I just, I, I, there was a lot of it that I just, under, I, I, I just it felt like it made sense. So then I'd, I'd start to figure out, right, who is this guy? What's he done before? And uh, and then that's when I started uh, getting into the other things that he's done, basically. I think a lot of that interview, that first interview, when I watched it back, because I watched it back recently, I, th- I think somebody put it back up on YouTube. And uh, I watched it like a few nights ago, and I think a lot of that interview is about the sorcerer. Well, it was a crazy film to make. Like the amount of challenges they came up against in that. Aye, so you you must have saw this interview. I maybe have years ago. Yes. Did you you say it was him and Nicholas winning Revan speaking? It was him and interview and Bowen speaking. I think I have. They're on a stage, right? There's two. That's one of. That's two of my favourite my two of my favourite things that's on YouTube. That's that and it's this other one. Which I think the other one was and it's weird that it's the other one that was put up recently. So if you type in William Friedkin, uh, like 
like most recent kind of videos on YouTube, and it should come up with this one because I think what had happened was it had been took and then it's been put back up again, and because I couldn't find it for quite a while, and then but actually seeing it, it that's the one that made me think that where's this fucking guy because because of it, 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 when you when you watch it, uh, if you if you look for it, if you get a minute, please look for it, and then and it'll make sense to you as to why because the interview is quite intense and I don't I think they are uh, more like uh, they don't know each other as well as what they did on the second interview and off the second they're both quite intense guys as well I, well, the, the first interview was quite it was quite brutal between the both of them and it's quite uncomfortable you know what I mean because it's almost just like it's it's the, the second interview is a lot more like uh, it wasn't as intense between them it's, 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 it's and in some ways a more enjoyable thing because I think that the first interview was basically just a lot of questions where like Nicholas I, I don't know if it was just one that he didn't actually mean it but it was probably a lot of it was just really uh, irritating while Friedkin and there's a part that happens as it's going on where I think that Nicholas went in with and sort of like winding him up and saying a lot of shit to him and just shit talking to him about his failures. <laughs> Basically, about everything's about him. Everything's about his freaking failures. And freaking is trying to just be the way that he is. Is this true? And he's just trying to be honest and be himself. And I think that his interview is going on. I think he's getting more and more like fucking like impatient. And then it's his genius man that like the, the way. The, the way that freaking uh, sort of Alex says a few things near the end of the interview, which I'll, I won't ruin it for you, it, that, this was the parts that made me stop basically whatever the fuck I was doing. Never knew who the guy was and knew that basically whatever the guy's fucking, whatever he's selling, man, I'm buying it. Like, and it's, I haven't even <laughs> saw it yet, but I fucking know. It's like when you hear Hitchcock talking, whatever Hitchcock's selling, I'm going to buy it, man. You know what I mean? I can I even I even know what John Hoyland when I hear him talking or David Hockney, it was the same with him with the, with the painter. It there was a certain thing that although it's maybe not the medium that that I'm involved in, painting or making movies not, but but there's a certain intent, she was saying it and, and the uh, the spirit that's behind something and the the intention really. That you can feel like there's others, you know what I mean? You can feel, I don't know, you, you, it just, there's a certain part of, it just confirms a lot of things. And, you know, it's like, it's like, it's nice to have that, that to have that feeling. And maybe I shouldn't actually ever look for that and maybe I shouldn't rely on that. But I can't help it that, that it actually does make me feel like when, when I hear Friedkin talk about some things, it just, um, things sort of, and then just make a bit, bit of sense, you know what I mean? So although I've never been taught music, I've never, I've never, but then when you, some of these things that you're exposed to, what, what is taught, because it's not a classroom you're sitting in, that doesn't mean that it's no, there's something taught along the way, you know what I mean? But if you hear Alfred Hitchcock talking, there's a lot of things that can then, I think you, you, that makes sense to you. And I think when something, is confirmed or it makes sense that that's that is learning in a way you know what i mean yeah and the other thing with creativity and like anything artistic is that this is maybe going to sound a wee bit wanky but i don't think you can teach it. i think you've got to learn it like you've got to learn it through experience 
and you've got to do it yourself and figure it out yourself for it to really have that impact on you and for you to be able to utilize it in a way that's actually effective and relevant to what you're trying to do. I think so. I think that there's different, that's the thing. I think that there's different personalities, different characters that I think there's some characters, for example, that I think are like so much uh, more natural at approaching something when there is a manual, a step by step manual. And that doesn't mean that it's like, you know what I mean? That, that I would look down on that type of thing and be like, that's, as bullshit because, like, you know what I mean? That because that is still valid. I mean, that, the thing is, I don't think anybody can just like follow instructions and, and get it right. Although there's instructions, so you would think, uh, you know, my brain just starts to shut down. I think that when when there's a certain, even if it's something that I have in the house that, that, that I'm meant to, even if it's something really simple, when there's simple instructions, you know what I mean? It's like we get a TV the other day, and it's like. like I mean, you should have seen me trying to figure out how to get the TV out of the box. <laughs> right. It, it, I had to actually figure out how to get the TV out of the box. You know what I mean? It, because there was instructions to, as to how you get the TV out. And I was nearly fucking it up, like, whatever. Like, and that's just getting it out of the box, you know what I mean? So, I, and but then again, there's probably been certain uh, environments that I've been in in my life where people just looked at me and thought, this guy is the dumbest guy that's existed. And it's probably been more the environments like that, where that it was required that, that you were following a, a manual. But I don't think romantically about like it be well. It's wonderful because I'm the kind of guy that doesn't care about the rules, does, doesn't follow the manual. There's been a long life where I probably actually no like that about myself. But in time, I've got to realise that. It's just there's certain things that some people have got a, maybe a, a more like natural like way of being able to apply themselves to something that is like learning, like the way we're talking about with instinct and, and just like sort of a, looking at the small details that nobody's telling you to look at. Nobody's telling you to write about the thing. Nobody's telling you this is the answer. It's more the suggestions everywhere. Everything's suggestions and then it's like you sort of a, letting your instinct lead you whereas uh, there's a lot of other people when it's it's like that that, to that that that's alien to them you know what i mean but i don't think in one way i don't think it is the uh, you know what i mean like the the best way or the i think it's just different you know what i mean and i think even for people's sensitivities towards specific things yeah i mean i'm just lucky that like kind of found what that was really writing the music and stuff because the idea of being in a band or writing music or writing words I mean I'm a terrible reader you know I mean I don't read books I don't I try and like kind of like work it out as to what I mean what's that like that's like it's like a carpenter that I I don't know how to really make a comparison a guy that writes words doesn't read it's like the most nonsensical thing ever really you know what I mean? But, but but that said, you're very observant. Like what you were saying there, that you know the way that you'll just pick up these stories when you're in the street and see something, like with glasses, where you then go home and turn that into a song, or like with the freaking interview, where you're listening to that and taking it in and then figuring out how to apply it to your creativity. I there must be like there must be like details that you that you would link on, or that you would uh, dwell on, or something. And maybe, and I know that in sometimes my life that's the way that I've been. And it's, I remember being younger, being a young boy, letting like, just like 
some of the things that my aunties and stuff that will tell me that, that I was saying when I was younger that I was doing I knew that, that it was like I was kind of like a weirdo you know? like, uh, and I think that, that I then it's funny but it, and it, that's I, I wish that I could have been able to tell myself like then that it's like uh, it's no always because you growing up you I would always just think it was a bad thing whatever way that I was and part of part of me probably thought it was a bad thing the way that I was and then there was another part of my my ego or my my character that basically they would tell myself that I was that 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 was the right way and that I, that was no superior but this was this was the way that it was and it's fucking the right way you know what I mean I think that, that, and then there's the other half of me that would probably think, why can I not just be like the other, the more regular kind of way? You know what I mean? Because you don't always, now that as you get older, then you, you sort of, uh, you just understand things a bit better, is to know that it's just, they are regular things, or they kind of stranger of things about yourself. It's, it's just your personality, and, and everybody's got kind of like different wee ways that it's just different, basically. I, I wish I could have like, actually have been able to probably tell myself like the kind of like the reasons for things or that when when you're growing up because you don't they, you don't know and I think that the things has probably helped being in the band where you're able to actually have a vehicle that suits you for basically kind of reflecting whatever your character is through the band through the songs. It's quite mad because if I hadn't been in the band, there would be so many things. I think that I, I just would, it would be a complete unknown. It would be like a, a mystery to me. I mean, the things are a mystery in some ways, but if, if not being in the band, like you know that, then I think there'd be a lot of questions that I wouldn't have been able to really figure out why or how, just the same ways when I was younger. So I think it is through being in the band. And as I was saying earlier, these interviews and stuff. The, it does make you kind of learn a lot of things about just yourself, you know what I mean? Do you think you would have found a way to figure out these things, though? Would you have come about it from like a different path if you hadn't been in the band? Like, what you're saying about other things you've learned from it, would you have found another way to get to them, or would they have No, I think I would have spent like, wondering why I wasn't, maybe why was, why was I know the way that maybe other people were kind of um, wanting it to be. I don't mean that sounds quite automatic, but it was kind of like that, whether it was like playing football from teams that I played football for. So it's like, you know what I mean? There's certain things that, there's certain things that, in certain ways that, that I just, that I just wasn't, I just wasn't that kind of character. There's certain things that I felt like, I felt untouchable in certain ways, right? And I felt untouchable in ways that, that I should have felt anxiety or I should have felt like lack of confidence or whatever but I felt untouchable uh, like at least when it came to actually playing football whereas with other guys that would lose a lot of confidence or that wouldn't be as cocky or that wouldn't be as sure of themselves as what I was I thought I was just I was I, I wanted to be relied upon and I wanted to justify being relied upon and I wanted it to be important that I was there. And I didn't want it to no matter if I wasn't there or if I was there. I wanted the I wanted the, the team to rely on me to be there because they needed me there because they need the I felt like I wanted to 
influence the thing and making it work out in a good way. Whereas the other guys would lose confidence. But the thing is, I would get so much anxiety about things that they would be so confident with. So I would get anxiety about, like, if I went to a new team and they'd be like, it would be all right if there would be, like, maybe four or five people that I don't know. But when I walk into a room and a changing room or whatever, and it's, like, say, 20, 30 guys that I don't know, I don't. I, I feel really uncomfortable. But then when I walk through the changing room and I walk onto the pitch and I, I, then there's a ball that comes to me, I feel untouchable. And so I, I had it quite the front. Normally the guys that would join the teams would be like confident in the dressing room, like 20 guys that they don't know. And they would all just be like, you know what I mean, like kind of like blending right in and really happy to be there. But then they would get the ball. And it would be like, shit, what am I going to do? And I had it like kind of all back to front, really. You know what I mean? It, it, it kind of inspires me in a way that to think that, and it, if anything, being in the band, it's it's not made me believe in me anymore. It's made me believe in everybody else more because I know that I was just lucky that I found the guitar, found its way into my path. I was lucky that. I got I got like sacked from the last football team that I had, so I wasn't playing well. You know what I mean? And I was just like probably up half drunk and all that. And so I was lucky that I got sacked. I was lucky that I didn't have a job. And then so then I wrote the first album. But there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there with every bit the same ability, or everybody's got that same thing. But it's just the steps and the luck that it takes to figure out what what it is that you're good at, basically. And being in the band never made me feel any more. I, I always knew and I always felt like there was, a, like, there's got to be, there's got to be a reason why it's like, even when nobody knows me and nobody knows anything, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you, it's no, but to me, I still felt this is the way it's meant, this is the way it's, it's going to be, this is the way it's meant to be. Um, but I was lucky to it was just to find the thing that I was probably uh, that, I, that, that I could basically make sense of my personality, my character. I was lucky to be able to find that thing. And I know that if I wasn't lucky enough to find that thing, uh, the talent or the imagination or whatever alone, alone wouldn't have been enough. If anything, it doesn't make me think, oh, well done, James, you're so wonderful. It makes me think, Anybody could do anything, and it's just about having that that the same timing, the same things. You know what I mean? It almost seems like you're dependent upon an environment where you can allow your intuition and your instinct to flourish. Like the football pitch is almost like the same environment as the recording studio. This place where you can have you know learned and practiced a lot before you go in, but at the end of the day, when you're in there, you're solely relying upon yourself and your instinct. Probably, I've never thought about that. I. But, but I, 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 because that's where you've, there's no canvas in the in the dressing room, you know what I mean? In the dressing room, there's no canvas in the way that, you know what I mean? You can bullshit your way through, like, you know what I mean? You can swagger and all that, but there's still no canvas. There's still, but the, on the pitch, there's a canvas there. And probably the same, maybe with the band, and in some ways with the band, I probably have gravitated more towards that because 
I don't like to say control, you know what I mean? Because it just, it, it makes you feel like, a, I don't know, it's some psycho, you know what I mean? That's like wanting to like pure influence the way that everybody is running about, you know, that kind of stuff. But it is control in a way. It's like, it, you've got, it's no, although you're in a band, but it's not like you don't choose your teammates. You know what I mean? You don't, and I'm not saying that, man, it's like some of the characters that I met in football, it's so it's so precious to me, you know what I mean, the memories that I've got, and I'm so lucky that I've done that, but but I think that being in the band, it's it's not like 30 people, it's like just a, it's like a small kind of group, and, and it's basically just less complicated bullshit kind of in the way, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's quite a simple platform to express something, really, you know what I mean? I guess I've written every walk of life, there's, there's going to be some business or politics involved in somewhere along the lines, but I think that the thing is, uh, probably a question is, is, is how much is your innocence towards that thing going to be compromised? Uh, and in football, your innocence can be. It's a fight. There can be a bit, there can be a fight. There can be a struggle to totally to hold on to that sort of a. I can I compare it in some ways to like with football. I you maybe play football and then you get paid for playing football and maybe the same with music and stuff, but. To you, the one that's playing it, I know that there's pressure, and there should be pressure on that you you should want to like make the best of what you've got. But in the the true essence of the thing, for you to do the best and for the business to like do the best that it can do, that that it's got to be still true to that same essence that was drawn you towards it in the first place. Which was when I when I'd go in the street, I would just kick a ball against the wall, and the ball would it was a fence actually. Then the ball would hit back after the fence, and I would turn around and run over to the other side of the street, and then I'd kick the ball against the other side of the fence. That is basically everything. That nothing's changed, basically. I, well, the essence has not changed. When I started playing football, when I was professional, and when I was writing songs for the band, that is got to be. That that is basically what it is. So people can say. Why do you need to play like this? You need to um, write like this. You need to. Why can and, and if we work this out, maybe we can get more. We can this percentages and we can we can alter this. We can. But for you, you it needs to like sort of a stay as innocent as the as that that first thing because if that goes, there's nothing. I, I think that it was hard to with football. I think to to hold on to the innocence and to not let these other things sort of a cloud your approach and cloud the way you look at it. I, it's like, I, and I felt the same in music at times where it's all odd for just being the band that you just, you're unemployed and you just write the songs and all that kind of thing. Then you sign a record deal and then there's this other side of of it. But because I'd already experienced that kind of thing with, with football, I think then that, that helped probably make me understand like a lot sooner about what is going to destroy the thing and and what's going to be able to sort of uh, like preserve it in a way and no no let it sort of uh, just implode or whatever. That that's what happened with football and when I stopped playing football I just didn't watch it. I didn't want to think about football for like a few years, you know what I mean? I can't say that with music there's not been any uh, where I've always been totally you know what I mean, carefree and I've always because I experienced that with football, like you're only human, so you these things it, 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 it's still you know what I mean. Whether it's 
just the, the way that your love is for that actual thing, for music or for football, whatever, they, they, it, it still has been probably uh, squeezed a bit, you know what I mean, or, or put pressure on. Or, but because I'd, I'd experienced the things before, I think that there's, it's that, it's like a, you've always got to keep one eye on guarding that essence that I was talking about earlier, the one that you're kicking a ball against the fence. You've always got to guard that, man. That's what I learned with the football as well, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that it's not going to be put under pressure, but it's just something to, 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 to always have like, an eye on, you know what I mean? Is that why you always like you know kept the hold of creative control from the beginning? Like Even when you were on those big major label contracts, you always had the creative control in the contract. Was that a way to kind of keep a hold of that innocence and make sure you were preserving that? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I think a part of that was just timing. The, the timing of the way things happened gave us uh, it gave us the ability basically like sort of a demand anything. And I think that when you when you grow up, you hear about the music industry, and it's always these stories about like you know what I mean. It's always bad bad stories about the industry, and it's like never like any like happy joyous like stories. So you, I think you, you go into it with that sort of a you don't you don't want to let anybody fuck you. You know what I mean? It's like. And I think what the thing is, but the interesting thing is, and the thing that I think that that we learned was probably the opposite. It's so you can go into it thinking like, well, we've heard these stories before, and then we know that every record label in the world wants to sign our band right now, and everybody. And the reason why they want to sign the band is because the bands blow up, and they can't be the one that missed it out in the band because then it's going to look bad on them. Some of them don't even know maybe why why uh, they want to sign the band musically. It's not about the music, it's about they can't miss it on the next thing, right? So it's like, so they, when everybody, it was just a timing thing because the NME had been writing, all these people had been writing about how good the songs were and all that. And we were ready, we were like, uh, it was just the time was right for that kind of thing. And so we go into it, and, and it's not so much we're sitting down having these conversations with each other, it's not like that. It's just basically my sister, and, and that she's working with a lawyer, and this is what this person's offering. So then we would say, well, this is what this other person's offering, and then they would need to keep putting it up and putting it up and give you more control, more control. Because we think, well, if we're in control, then we know our intentions aren't going to be that bad, so it's like, it's going to be, that's a better thing, but the thing is about that is that nobody told us and the things that is and it's the way it should be is that is that in any partnership when when it's so one sided in someone's favour, it's gonna break. Contract that we signed was so one sided because we only knew the bad stories about the industry. We only knew that we had to protect ourselves. But when you um, it doesn't matter about the stories you've heard before. All these stories you heard before might not have been with this individual that you're signing with and you're getting into partnerships, so you're judging then this, this, these people just because of everything you've heard before, which rightly or wrongly, that's that's kind of what we've done. And, but then it ain't, it ain't going to work. Now, the thing is, it's like my experience when it came to control and all that, the label, I can't think of one time where the label ever questioned anything. No, and I don't think they, they did any question it because that's what was in the contract. About the, basically, basically, we had to sign off on 
Nobody could just go and make a video. Nobody could go and just like release artwork. Every all these steps the way would need to be uh, consulted by the band, and the band would need to agree on it, right? But even when you're talking about for the financial point of view and all that other stuff, it's 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 interesting that the other things that we're all doing. It's interesting that the other things that we're learning, and I'm glad that that's the way that it is because that's the way that it's fair. That that's the way it should be. It should be that. If if something's like you know in somebody's favour, then it breaks. That's the way. That's the way that it, it should be. So maybe, maybe in some ways, the right thing would happen. Basically, do you know what I mean? And I think that probably me being me, I think I was more. I think I was a bit more intense. I think, and I think I was a bit more. It was new. It was all new to me. And I think that when when something's a bit more new and a bit more un, uncertain. I think that you probably can react to things, and you can be sort of a, maybe a bit more know as understanding, and know that I would ever like to think that I was ever really uh, cruel to anybody or anything like that. I don't mean like that, but you could more snappy or something. Just been protective. I probably, but I'm, I would, but I would admire more even when somebody's under pressure that they they can still. Make sure everybody else is all right. You know what I mean. And I think that in time, you you become maybe a bit better at the thing you do, so you can you can think back to probably times. You know, for example, like it's not anything that bad or anything. It's like it's just you probably how you deal with pressure. You know, even when I was writing the Christmas album, I wrote it because I missed the embassy to get the visa because I went in London one night with my pal and ended up the band had. Like missed us at the embassy because I just forgot about it, and there's just this big. So the first tour in America, we had to, we had to basically the band went without me, and um, we had to cancel the first couple of days. So I was, and I was getting a flight on my own. So right now I was writing the Christmas album when I was on the flight, and then we were going to tour like maybe a, a week or whatever, two weeks, and then we were home in New York, and um. That's where we'd start the Christmas album. I knew that I was going to like write the Christmas album, and I'd maybe like wrote like maybe a song or whatever. But then I wrote all the lyrics on this flight because I was on the flight myself, and then I'd all the time to write all the lyrics or whatever. Then when I got to New York, it was like the guy for the label, label A and R guy, and he was just like he's under pressure. But it's only looking back at it now that, that I think about it, and he's under pressure. He's in the studio with me. And he's asking me to play like any songs that I've got for the Christmas album, which then I've just written, I've just wrote, but I've only I've only wrote them on the flight, and I'm like there was only like there was an organ or something there, and I think I tried to play the song "Fuck You" so on the organ, which is just weird anyhow. Probably I, I just wrote the song and I was all over the place, not that playing it, and it's his job, but you know what I mean. And he, I care about the guy; he matters to me. But I think under the pressure that I'm under, then when he's saying. When he's like, okay, is this what you've got, kind of thing? Because this maybe not sounding too great, you know what I mean? And then I, I'm, then I would turn around and I'd just be like, this is it, and this is the way it is, and this is that's it basically. So let's go, you know what I mean? And, and but maybe I could be a wee bit more explaining the position that I'm in, or just being a bit more patient and trying to. You know, I mean, just make people feel just a bit more at ease. But I think I was just probably just a bit, a bit tired, probably, a bit exhausted, and a bit burnt out, and a bit like you know what I mean. Like you feel like you're being pulled at in different ways, and sometimes then you're just a bit more 
I don't know, just like that, that way that I explained, you know what I mean? It's something you learn with time as well. Aye, I think so. You know what I mean? When, when, you're, when, you're, in that, when you're in that kind of, I think success to me is is when 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 things are difficult and things are hard and the the people that you are like working with, you know what I mean? Whether it's my sister, whether it's the band and all that, it's when it's hard and and you can help just to just to make people feel alright, you know what I mean? Make them feel better and all that. That's what I'd consider successes to be, you know what I mean? No matter what happens in the end, you've got that, you know what I mean? But uh, it's just in time you can uh, you can learn it. The the opening lines to this album, Shadows They Come, Shadows They Go, reminded me of something you said in an interview quite a few years ago where you said that some people are moving away from something and some people are moving towards something. Which do you feel like you were doing with this new record? Um, probably it's, it's probably more uh, like there's a crossroads. You probably don't know the, the, the way that you're going to go, but you need to just choose and that's it. You need to like follow that because, you know, it's just, I guess you're feeling like um, it's, it's, it's got to go somewhere. It can't stay as it's got to go somewhere. And whether it's right or wrong or whether you do, it's like you need to, and this is the way that it's going to go here. Uh, that maybe sounds quite abstract or vague, but that, it's a lot of the maybe more blurry pictures that I was sort of thinking about when when, when writing the song. It's to say that it's the uncertainty, uh, you know what I mean? Like the things that probably in a lot of ways should be clear. You know what I mean? When you see some people in the positions that they're in, you just think, how the fuck can they get to that position? How can they be? Uh, and it might be quite obvious to to, to uh, folk that are maybe observing, feeling, you know what I mean? That only the actual person, but it's like some of the things that you, it's uncertainties and some of the things that you don't actually, but you've got to um, just choose one way. If that kind of makes sense, I mean, as I'm describing a lot of the songs, that it's quite hard a lot of the time to actually um, pinpoint. You know, this is this is about like this specific thing in this specific way, and sometimes as well. You kind of just get the feeling that, okay, I think that I've explained like in the song, and then there's been other times where in the song where I've been like, I don't think that I've explained enough. I see when you think about the about the song. But I, I think that with that, with, when I'm talking about dive there, there's probably just the, the uncertainty of what direction, but feeling like this is the direction that you're going to choose. It's a choice, and this is the direction you're going to choose. And only time will tell if that's right or if that's wrong, basically. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.